Hello everyone. Today I'm talking about eating out and sharing some top tips for you if you are someone that enjoys eating out and even if you aren't someone that eats out a lot but struggles with feelings of guilt or potentially feelings where you think you shouldn't eat out because it's going to undo all your progress. Now, real talk, when I first started my fitness journey, I did not eat out for 12 weeks. I completely just cut out of my life. I only ate meals that I prepped myself, which was really problematic because as someone who not only loves food, but enjoys being able to go out with friends and family and, you know, have a nice meal out, taking that off the table made me feel like I was giving up part of my life. And I would still sometimes go out for meals with friends, but I wouldn't actually eat. And I would order tea and order, you know, club soda and just sit there and enjoy the conversation, participate in that way. And while I feel there might be times in our lives when we choose to do that, because that's what feels good, feeling like that is the only option is definitely problematic. And so my suggestion is to focus on finding ways to eat out in such a way where you can enjoy your meal, feel like you've still made some good choices and been intentional about those choices, whether or not you would consider them healthy. So one thing I will say is that like we probably eat out two, three times a week. And if you look at your average meal intake, say you, for sake of, uh, normalness, let's say you eat three meals a day. So you got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There are seven days a week. That's 21 meals. If you eat out two or three of those meals and you're still making some mindful choices, those two to three meals out of 21 are not going to undo all your hard work and effort. It's what you do on average that really determines your end results. If, you know, 18 or 19 of those meals are well thought out, you're prioritizing protein, you're prioritizing your vegetables and micronutrients, you're staying hydrated, you're resting, you know, the list goes on of all the positive things that you can be doing. But if that's what on average your weeks look like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with going out to eat. And I think that's where people forget, you know, it's the, well, one salad isn't going to make you healthy. Just like one burger isn't going to make you unhealthy. There are, you know, the argument works both ways. And so eating out, if it's something you want to make sure you can include in your life without stress, I think you also need to look at it in terms of while you might have to go out and you won't have control over how food is made, how it's prepared, you know, what goes into it nutrition wise, you do have control over the rest of your day. And while I realize like if you're traveling or something, you might be eating out three meals a day, but if you're home, you're in your routine, eating out one meal a day means you still have control over your other two meals. And that's really important. You're not just, you know, giving everything up. It's the, okay, well, maybe I don't have so much control over dinner, but I do have control over what I eat for breakfast and lunch. And normally when I eat out, what I always personally try to do and what I recommend to my nutrition clients is that when I eat out, 
I know I'm not likely getting as much protein as I would if I were going to prepare a meal myself. And so I really make an effort to prioritize protein at the other meals I'm having that day. So another thing to keep in mind is depending on the kind of food you're going out for. So if I were going out for Greek food, let's say (laughs) Greek food for, for me is one thing where I'm like, it's super carb heavy. I'm like, they've got the delicious pita bread. They've got rice, they've got potatoes. It's, it's pretty carb heavy. And so I'm going to go, all right, well, I'm not going to starve myself all day because that's ridiculous. That's not going to get me ahead. And in the past, when I've kind of tried to really drastically cut back on how much I eat so I can splurge at dinner, I end up going to dinner so hungry that like I've polished off the table bread. I've, you know, drank whatever I thought, even though I'm like, I don't I'll get a smoothie, I'll get whatever, I'll get a mocktail. And I was like, cool. That was like, you know, two, 300 calories there, a couple hundred calories worth of bread and butter. And my main dish hasn't even come out yet. And I'm probably going to want dessert and maybe I'll share an appetizer. And then before you know it, that one meal has turned into way more calories than I intended on eating that day simply because I, you know, starved myself. And there's really no point in doing that. You are going to be better off even if you're going over your calories for the day by going to meal, not starving. And so depending on what you're going to eat, like I said, if you're going out to eat Greek food and you say, oh, it's super carb heavy, you're going out for Italian, you want pasta, that's, that's okay. You can crave those things. You can eat those things and still make progress. But well, I, like I did say, prioritize what you have control of and what you think you might be missing out on a bit based on what you're going to be having when you go out to eat. So like I said, Greek food, carb heavy, prioritizing your protein at breakfast and lunch, prioritizing veggies at breakfast and lunch, and maybe you don't want vegetables at lunch. Totally understandable. We'll don't have them at lunch, but maybe when you have a snack, have them for a snack, have a piece of fruit, include things that you're not going to be having a lot of at dinner. If I'm going out for something and I go, oh, you know what? That's mostly going to be, I don't know, let's say higher in fats and still probably not very much protein. Well, then I'm also going to be a little bit more conservative about how much fats I have during the day. And that might be something where I say, okay, you know what? Instead of having two tablespoons of peanut butter, I'm going to have one tablespoon of peanut butter and then mix in one tablespoon of powdered peanut butter, like PB2. So I can cut half the calories from that. It's not about depriving yourself. It's not about eliminating meals, but it's more about finding a balance in terms of, you know, if you focus on all the things you can't eat, you aren't focusing on all the things that you still absolutely can't eat. And like I've said in the past, vegetables are essential (laughs) in making your meals feel really filling and voluminous while keeping the calories low. And so that's one thing. Don't forget, don't forget about those veggies. And I'm not going to say you have to eat certain ones, eat what you enjoy. If you enjoy it, the chances of you having it more often is going to be a lot higher than if you feel like, Oh, well, I have to eat kale and I have to eat this and I hate them. If you hate it, you're not going to eat it. So stick to what you like, stick to what's affordable, stick to what's in season. And I promise you, it's going to definitely increase the size of your meals while keeping you feeling full and sustained for much longer. 
All right, so let's get a little bit specific about some eating out tips. When you go out to eat, I know this is something I struggle with. And sometimes there's a social aspect of like a meal out with friends. You know, you get caught up in storytelling and talking and you are so focused on that that you don't realize you're just shoveling food into your mouth. This is me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden I am so full. I didn't even realize that I was just talking and eating and talking and eating. And so I'm not going to say there's anything wrong with all the talking and eating, but what I will say is if you can remind yourself, and I have to do this still, I have to, to make an effort to remind myself because this is a habit that I struggle with to eat slowly and to chew my food. So what I will do is I will gamify it for me and I will say, okay, Nikki, let's see if you can be the last one to finish your food. And I will eat slowly. I will try to chew my food until it's mush and soup and super gross. Um, but taking that time to chew my food, savor the meal means that I'm eating a lot slower. And it means that my brain and stomach have time to communicate my fullness levels. If you've ever been so hungry and you just scarf your meal down, it's completely possible that you're like, Oh, you know what? I need more food, even though I just ate a lot because I'm still hungry. And that's because it, like I said, it takes time for your brain and stomach to communicate that fullness feeling. And for some of us, that's, you know, up to 20 minutes. So if you eat quickly and you don't allow yourself a certain amount of time to process, to, you know, just wait to get seconds to wait and realize, am I actually full? You may find yourself overeating. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy smokes, I'm beyond full. I want to unzip my pants and call it a day. So slow and steady, definitely something to focus on. It really does help. And sometimes what I do find is when I eat slower, I end up not being able to finish my food, which brings me to my next point. And that is don't feel like you have to finish every single meal that you eat out. There's nothing wrong with taking food home. I'm not advocating for throwing it out or wasting it. Um, I hate wasting food. I think it's terrible. If you can avoid it, do it. Um, I mean, if you can avoid wasting it, then try to. And yeah, take it home. This is also why I ask for certain things to be prepared a certain way, like dressing on the side. Dressing on the side is great because you can control how much dressing you add to it, but it also means that if you get it to go, your salad isn't soggy and just, you know, not going to be great the next day. Um, one other tip with regards to portioning, if you go somewhere and you know, you come to the restaurant and you go, Oh, I can see, you know, so-and-so order that, that looks great. You might also notice things like the portion sizes. And I've definitely been to some restaurants where I was like, Holy smokes, that is not one serving of pasta. That is probably three servings of pasta and knowing yourself is really important. Um, I tend to be someone who, if it's in front of me, I'm going to definitely struggle to not <laughs> annihilate the entire meal. And so there are a couple things you can do if you see that portions are large, either when you order, you can ask for a smaller portion, a half portion. Uh, certain places I've been like, Hey, you know what? I noticed your portions are really large. Do you think you could wrap up half of my portion for me and then just plate the other half? So I already know that I'm like, I've got half for later. And if I'm hungry, when I get home, 
I can have the second half, but having it in front of me generally makes it more challenging for me to be like, oh, I'm done eating because I'm full versus like, wow, I've got so much more in front of me. I should just keep eating. And so if you do struggle with the, like my eyes are bigger than my stomach and I feel it's in front of me, so I should finish it. Having that separation right away can really help with how much you eat. And another way to do it is if you don't want to be that person who asks for something to be wrapped up in advance, when your food does come, sometimes what I do is I normally just like, I'll split it in half and I'll put half on one side of the plate. I'll finish half of my meal. I'll put my cutlery down. I'll say, you know what, what time is it? I'm going to give myself five minutes, see how I'm feeling. If I'm hungry after that five minutes, I'll start on my second half of my meal. If I'm not, I'll get it wrapped up because I think sometimes we feel like if I don't eat it right away, it's going to go away. Someone's going to take it away. And that's just not true. You can go back and eat it later. There's nothing wrong with that. So take your time, enjoy your meal and stick to eating a portion size. That's correct for your hunger levels. All right. Some more tips when it comes to eating out. I think one area where people forget the calories add up really quickly are when it comes to drinks and liquid calories are (laughs) problematic for a lot of us. And so if you're someone who likes soda, go for it, get a soda. If you can get a diet soda and save, you know, 140 calories, go for it. That's 140 calories towards your meal, towards an appetizer or dessert. Same goes for like those slushy drinks. I love virgin like margaritas, daiquiris, all that stuff I think is so good. Like I'm, that's the kind of drinks that I always used to order in the past. And I think this is when knowledge can be really powerful and help you make informed decisions. There's nothing wrong with having those things. But if that is your go-to kind of drink, I'd say, all right, well, go look up the nutritional information of one of those and go, is it worth it? If that drink is 500 calories and I want to have two or three, is that the best use of my calories based on my goals? You might say, you know, one is absolutely worth it. Three is not. So I'm going to stick with one. And after that, I'm going to, you know, transition and have, you know, some vodka soda. I'm going to have a beer, whatever it is that you want. But being mindful about where calories are coming from is really, really helpful and something that's going to get you a lot further in life because you're going to understand why it might be better to moderate certain foods. I think the problem with a lot of us is that we listen to advice and don't understand why we should be doing it, which makes it really challenging for us to stick to long-term. If someone says, well, I don't eat bread because, you know, it makes me gain weight. You think, oh, well, she looks great. So I probably shouldn't eat bread either. But maybe the problem for her is that once she eats bread, she eats the entire loaf and she binges on it. And that's the cycle that she goes through. So cutting back on bread or eating it only when she goes out is what's helped her overcome that and get the results that she's after. I think sometimes we are missing the context of why people do things. And then we try to follow in their footsteps without having the same needs as them, which can be problematic in terms of not getting the same results, but still holding on to those, you know, things that we should and shouldn't do and should and shouldn't restrict. 
So whatever it is you're choosing to do, I think you need to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons and making sure, like I said, you're making informed decisions about why you're going to make certain choices. All right. Next tip, stick to foods that your body can tolerate. Now this is with regards to if you have any food sensitivities or even foods where you're like, Oh, every time I eat that, I get super bloated and I look three months pregnant, which then it makes me feel like crap. And then the next day I eat whatever, because I feel like crap. Um, yeah, I understand that. (laughs) And the thing about foods that can make you feel bloated is it doesn't necessarily have to be a food that people would consider unhealthy. For me, if I have red onions, my stomach hurts so fiercely so that like I get bloated, I'm in so much pain, it hurts, I can't, I don't want to do anything just because it hurts so bad and like touching my stomach hurts. There's nothing wrong with onions, but my body (laughs) does not like the red ones for some reason that happened, I don't know, in the last couple of years. And so it's a food I will avoid because I know it's not going to make me feel good or make me feel positive. And so, yeah, I know it's tricky and silly and feeling like, oh, I have to avoid a healthy food sometimes, but if it doesn't make you feel good and it impacts your stomach negatively, that's a food you should be mindful of, you know, trying to eliminate or cut back on. All right, next one. Stop eating when you're satisfied. So I think a lot of us, this is the whole leftovers thing. When something is so delicious, we just want to keep eating past the point of comfort. And I think this is an area where, I mean, I, I do it. I am much better at not doing it as often anymore, but sometimes something is so delicious that we think, well, I have to eat it all because when am I going to eat it again? But if you take something home, you can eat it tomorrow or you can eat it in a couple hours when you actually need it and you feel that hunger. Because I don't know about you, but anytime I've eaten past the point of comfort, I feel awful. I feel so sick. And if you are someone who struggles with binging or anything like that, sometimes that feeling is the, I don't know, the catalyst for you being like, oh, screw it. I already feel like crap. I might as well just keep eating. And then before you know it, you've overeaten and you feel awful. And then you kind of feel like, well, well, whatever. I'm just going to keep going. I already ruined today. Why not just like restart again next week? And this is the problem where you get into cycles where you've put yourself in a position where you just don't feel very successful. And so doing the things, like I said, in terms of eating slowly, stopping when you're full or just before you're full, having foods wrapped up, I want to, I want to set you up for success. I want you to feel empowered by your choices. Like you can enjoy a meal and not be stressed out about it. Like it's not going to do all your efforts because it really isn't. Some other tips that I find helpful are if you're going out to eat with friends, think about sharing certain things because depending on where you go, portion sizes can be really large and you might not need to have an appetizer and a main. So sharing can be great. Sharing an appetizer or sharing a dessert is a great way to, you know, try something or enjoy something without having to consume all the calories if you were to eat it yourself. All right. When it comes to salads, I am someone who 
in the past, I'd be like, oh, we're going out for dinner. We're going out with friends. I should get a salad because that's going to be the healthiest option. And then I started looking at the nutritional information of salads at restaurants. And I was just like, what the heck? How is it even possible to make this salad have way more calories than a burger? And that's the thing is a lot of us have preconceived notions about labeling and categorizing certain foods as healthy. But when you go out to eat, a lot of the foods are not prepared in the same way you would prepare them, which means that making those assumptions isn't necessarily going to be true or helpful. And so if you have the opportunity, I'd suggest looking up nutritional information of foods in advance and say, okay, wow, if I'm going to actually eat what I want, let me look at the calories of that. Let me look at, you know, how many grams of fat or protein is in that. And you might say, oh, you know what? It's a lot, but I think it's totally worth it. I'm going for it. Good for you. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're making a choice at a restaurant due to health, just make sure that you're actually right about what you think it is. I mean, I've gone out for lunch and had a salad and I was like, oh my God, that was 1200 calories. That was like pretty mediocre. I definitely would have used that for fries and a burger had I known. So don't make assumptions. Look at the menu in advance and take the time to review what you think is in it. If you are familiar with macros, looking at the ingredients in a food item can be really important. So for example, looking at salads, if I see things like bacon, cheese, nuts, dried fruit, avocado, creamy based dressings, all of those things to me are like, oh, delicious, 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 but really calorie dense. And I know that's something where, okay, if there is cheese and there is this and that, maybe I can ask for those things on the side, or perhaps I can ask for some of those things to be skipped and I can get more tomatoes or more cucumbers or whatever it is that I'm feeling like that day. Don't be shy or ashamed to ask for substitutions because worst case, they're going to say no. And what's wrong with that? If you don't ask, you don't know what you can get. And oftentimes most restaurants, at least in North America, I find will be very open to modifications. And, you know, I've done things where I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm getting, I don't know, a salmon dish. Can I please have half the rice and double the veggies? Not a problem. They've already got the veggies. They've already got the rice. I'm not asking for anything that's not on the menu. I'm just asking for different portion sizes with regards to what they're going to put on my plate. Sometimes there might be a little cost. Sometimes there won't be, but unless you ask, you're not going to know. And like I said, don't be shy or ashamed to do it. <laughs> just because you haven't done it before, it doesn't mean a million other people haven't done this. So ask, it's always worth it. Worst case, you're going to get a no, and then you can order something else anyways. All right. Let's see what other tips I got. Um, if you are going out to eat, definitely, like I said, prioritize your protein throughout the day. And if you are like when we're in Europe, we'll go out for dinner. Sometimes dinner will be at like nine 30. And as someone who does not normally eat dinner at nine 30, I am savagely hungry, which means that like, I'll end up basically having the same problem as if I hadn't eaten all day and I'll go to dinner like just with, I'm famished. And so 
I end up eating more, I end up overeating, I end up eating too quickly. And that kind of isn't great for what I'm working towards. So sometimes depending on where you're going, or if you don't know what's going to be served, or you're not sure, having a small meal before you go can be beneficial. I'm not talking about a a full on meal, but I'm talking about, Hey, you know what? I had a decent sized snack and that is going to tie me over. So I'm not like, when are we going to order? When are we going to order? Oh my gosh. Why hasn't she chosen her entree? Um, I tend to be not the most fun if I have not been fed. And so if you're going out and you're not sure what your options are, have a small snack before, even if you just bring it in your purse with you, you have an option in terms of like, Oh, you know what? I'm actually hungry. I'm going to eat this just before we go into the restaurant that I'm not going to feel the need to force everyone to order in the first five minutes. Um, I hate being that person, but I definitely am depending on the day. All right. Those are a little bit of a rundown on some of my eating out tips. At the end of the day, you want to be able to eat out without stress, without anxiety or guilt. Eating out is a really important way for many of us to celebrate time with friends, family, build memories and celebrate life. And even if eating out isn't at a restaurant, you should be able to eat out at someone's home and not be asking 21 questions about how everything is made and prepared. Because for most of us, there are times in our lives when we don't have control over what we're eating and the way foods are prepped for us. And I know that can be scary, but having these tips and trying to utilize them can be really beneficial in feeling like you do have some control over what you're doing and learning that you're not going to do all your hard work and effort with a couple meals out every week. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to follow along and learn more, you can follow me on Instagram at justget.fit or you can email me at any time at nikki at justget.fit. Thank you so much and have a great day, guys.